0: Joe Biden stumbles through yet another interview. A California school district ends AP classes, plus, the Department of Energy says the likely source of COVID was the Wuhan lab. All that and more. I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13 minute news hour. God bless the United States of America. Okay, friends, welcome to the show. Happy Monday. I hope you had a great weekend. If you're new to the show, thank you so much for tuning in. We're gonna start with Joe Biden and the 2024 presidential race. The big question, of course, is will Joe Biden run in 2024? Most Democrats want someone else to do it, and yet Biden keeps pressing ahead. And in his wake, America has a wide open Southern border, 40-year high on inflation, massive spending on leftist programs, and a leader who doesn't seem to know what day it is and who goes out of his way to divide the country. In a recent sit-down interview with ABC News, Biden addressed the current state of public opinion.
1: Our latest ABC News poll shows 4 in 10 Americans say they're worse off than when you were elected. Only 16% said they were better off. So why is that? Why aren't Americans feeling this?
2: Well, look, I think it goes well beyond the economy. Think about it. You make the news. I mean, you interview for the news. Can you think of anything they turn on the television and go, God, that makes me feel good. Almost anything. Everything is in the negative.
0: Yes, everything is in the negative. And yet whether it's Democrat run cities or the federal government, people keep electing these folks. When only 16% of Americans feel they are better off since Biden took office, the warning bells should be going off. But these far left Democrats, which includes Biden, just keep pushing their agenda. During the interview, Biden was asked about the response to the disaster in East Palestine, Ohio which he's smart when hearing about the criticism from the town's mayor.
1: The mayor says he saw you in Ukraine and he says, it tells you he doesn't care about us. They're asking, is the president coming to Ohio? Do you have any plan to travel to Ohio and have you talked with the mayor yet?
2: Let's put this in perspective. Within two hours of that derailment, the EPA was in there, within two hours, every major agency in the United States government that had anything to do with rail and or cleanup was there and is there.
0: Just so arrogant, the smirk says it all. And by the way, Biden didn't answer the question, but he did say the EPA was there within two hours. And what seemed like, you know, just minutes after their arrival, the EPA was saying, hey, it's fine here, your air and your water, it's all good to go, give me a break. So Biden was pressed on if he had even spoken with the mayor.
1: So do you plan to travel there and have you talked with the mayor?
2: I, I, I can't recall that. I don't think I've talked to the mayor. I've talked to everyone else there and multiple times. I've talked to both the senators, both, both governors. I've talked to, uh, to everyone there is to talk to. And we've made it clear that everything is available.
0: Just a couple notes on that clip. One, Biden said everything was available. But as you may know, FEMA aid was not available. FEMA aid was denied. Then former President Trump said he's going to visit the town and all of a sudden the aid was approved. And then there's Biden's comment on not even knowing if he talked to the mayor. He can't remember. But when asked if his age is an issue in running
1: again, Biden said this. Let me ask you about a conversation that people are having uh, at home, both your supporters and your critics. They know that if you're reelected, you would be 82 when you're sworn in, you would be uh, 86 at the end of your term. Is your age part of your own calculation into whether to run again?
2: No, uh, but it's legitimate for people to raise issues about my age. It's totally legitimate to do that. And the only thing I can say is watch me. We
0: have been watching him, from his repeatedly falling up the stairs, to his mechanical walk, to forgetting name after name after name, to looking around for dead people, Americans are not doing better than they were two years ago, and it's definitely time for a change. Okay, next let's talk about another failing government-run school program, but first, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on, that way you can follow the show and help us grow. All right, next let's talk about education. And I actually have a couple examples of the fallout from left-wing education programs because there is certainly no shortage. First, we have Culver City, California, which is doing away with its AP classes because they just aren't fair. What's really going on is that these leftist teachers and administrators don't like the racial makeup of these classes. So in the name of equity, they are just going to get rid of the classes.
3: Since the start of the school year, freshmen and sophomores in Culver City again, Culver City, California, have only been able to select one level of English class known as college prep rather than the previous system in which anyone could opt into the honors class. The school officials say that the goal is to teach everyone with an equal level of rigor.
0: An equal level of rigor? Sure. But anyone with a brain knows that that level of rigor will not be a high level that challenges AP students. It will be the lowest level also students don't feel bad except for the high achieving students of course and that any one particular racial group won't be overrepresented here's more
3: but here's what they say okay so in santa monica california for instance the high school english teacher said last year that they had a moral imperative to eliminate honors english classes that they viewed as perpetuating inequality So here's what the school district is saying uh, in Culver City. So school districts doing away with honors classes argue students who don't take those classes from a young age start to see themselves in a different tier and come to think they aren't capable of enrolling in advanced placement classes that help with college admission.
0: Can you believe this? These administrators say they don't want to stigmatize kids who can't handle the harder work. So how does that prepare these kids from handling harder work later in life? Everything is dumbed down all in the name of feelings. Meanwhile, while other countries are pushing their best and brightest to excel, these schools are holding high achievers back. How can America compete like that? We can't, and that's the whole idea. All right, next let's talk about the origins of the COVID pandemic because quite honestly, we can. This is a topic that would literally get you banned from this platform and many others because deviating from the approved leftist corporate narrative, was simply not allowed. Now, however, with Elon Musk owning Twitter and more public pressure being exerted, hopefully all of us now have more of a political will to fight that kind of censorship. On the issue of COVID origins, people would get banned and ridiculed and disparaged for saying that the virus came from a leak at the Wuhan China lab. That opinion was based on evidence, and yet that opinion was blocked. Now we even see more evidence that yes, it's true.
1: A conspiracy turns to truth. The U.S. Department of Energy has joined the FBI in determining that the best available intelligence suggests that the origins of COVID-19 are not from a wet market and a pangolin in Wuhan, but rather from the lab at the Wuhan Institute of Virology.
0: So as Will Kane pointed out, the Department of Energy is just the latest addition to agencies which believe that COVID came from the Wuhan lab. The FBI concluded that last year, and now the DOE has issued a report that says that COVID-19 most likely leaked from the Wuhan lab. But wait a minute, there was evidence several years ago, at least enough for the lab leak to be considered a reasonable origin story. So why was it suppressed? Now you can already see news outlets like the Washington Post trying to cover their tracks. Whenever someone would speak out about the lab leak, like, say, Republican Senator Tom Cotton, the media would label such statements as debunked, or
1: conspiracy theories, or fringe ideas. But how about now? Washington Post now saying, Earlier versions of the story and its headline inaccurately characterized comments by Senator Cotton. The term debunked and the post use of conspiracy theory have been removed because then as now there is no determination about the origin of the virus. Imagine that, removing debunked and conspiracy theory.
0: Any legitimate news organization should easily recognize that the Wuhan lab leak explanation warranted further discussion and investigation. Discuss the wet markets too. That's fine. But what happened was that the media went out of its way to discredit the idea, and big tech set out to stop people from talking about it. And of course, there was this guy. Dr. Anthony Fauci is shooting down theories that the coronavirus was man-made. He tells National Geographic everything about the stepwise evolution over time strongly indicates that this virus evolved in nature and then jumped species. Fauci added he does not believe another theory that the virus occurred naturally but was accidentally released into the public from a lab in China. That was early on when Fauci knew there was strong evidence that it was a lab leak. And then we saw in his emails that the lab leak was discussed, but it was determined to discredit the idea. Now we have another government department saying the Wuhan lab leak is the likely source. Will Biden press China? Will big tech and the media be held accountable? There are a ton of questions and not a lot of hope for action. All right. Next, Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot will face political reckoning on Tuesday as Chicago voters head to the polls to elect the next mayor. Lightfoot has been a disaster for Chicago. And although the city is hell-bent on continuing to elect Democrat mayors, it may have had enough of Lightfoot.
1: Lori Lightfoot lagging in the latest polls, one day out from Chicago's mayoral election. She is currently in third place, just 13% standing there. She's behind a guy with 32 and a guy with 18. What do you do in this situation? Oh, you uh, play the race card, Lightfoot telling the New Yorker, I'm a black woman. Let's not forget certain folks, frankly, don't support us in leadership roles.
0: This is a very bad trend going into election day. Despite her dismal failures, Lightfoot actually started out near the top of the polls. Then she dropped to second, but there was little worry that she wouldn't make the runoff. Now in third, she's on the outside looking in. And what does she do? Plays the race card. It's not that she's terrible, oh no, can't be that. It's because people are racist, jeez. Here's Chicago radio host Ray Stevens with his take on the election. Personally, I don't think it comes down to race. There are people living in these communities that just want to be safe when they go outside. It's going to come down to safety and crime. Then it's going to come down to taxes and then it comes down or maybe then it comes down to schools and then taxes. Our schools are failing, our taxes are too much money. That's what it comes down to. I think we play race in everything. Stevens added that the city is so diverse and many, many leadership positions are held by people of color that playing the race card is just dumb. Lori Lightfoot has shown that identity politics and intersectionality have their limits, even with Democrat voters. In the end, people want to be safe, have good schools and save their money. Lightfoot has delivered on none of the above. All right, next I wanna give you a quick update on some polling regarding the race to be the Republican presidential nominee in 2024. Fox News poll of Republican primary voters released over the weekend has former President Trump leading the field with Florida Governor Ron DeSantis in second place. As you can see here, Trump comes in at 43%, followed by DeSantis at 28. Nikki Haley is third, and Mike Pence is fourth, but both registering about 7%. Now, other polls have shown DeSantis ahead of Trump, and it's still early in the process. For DeSantis to win in these state primaries, he has to convince some portion of Trump supporters that the policies will fall along the America First agenda but that DeSantis could do it with a more unifying message. It will be fascinating to see how this plays out. Friends, that's our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And remember, today's show's one sheet is available to Patreon supporters using the link in the description. The one sheet gives you the links to all the videos and stories used on today's show so you can dive even deeper into each issue. And with that, our next show will be Wednesday evening at the usual time. Until then, I'm Bobby Everly. This is a 13-minute news hour.